We last started the fifth and final perik of Masechet Betza, and we started off by a person who is trying to dry his fruits on top of the roof. It started to rain. He wants to uh, save a loss, so we are allowing him to uh, send down a bucket through the chimney down to the floor. And we want, and the Gemara asked, how much can you send down? So we tried to compare it to Shabbat, where if a person has a storage house that he needs for guests or he needs for the Beit HaMidrash, and you let him move four or five boxes, and we're trying to say the same thing, but then we said, no, maybe Shabbat is more uh, strict, or maybe Yom Tov is more lenient. And we didn't have a clear answer. And with that... We are starting Lamed Vav Amud Aleph, straight from the beginning, where it says, Hatam Tanan. Over there in Masechet Shabbat, we learned that you let it move four or five boxes. Avalo Etaotzar. You now let it completely move everything out of the storage house. Ve'amash Mu'el, my Avalo Etaotzar. What does that mean? You now let it empty out the entire thing. Meaning, Avalo Yigmor Etaotzar Kula. You cannot empty out the entire storage house. Why Dilma Atel Ashwe Gomot? Because you're going to come to... Uh, see if there's any holes in the the floor. You're allow, you're gonna end up filling them up, and you're gonna, it's gonna be bonnet. And over, over here, the question is hachamai. What's the story over here in Amishnah? Hatamhu over there by Shabbat. You're gonna say hatamhu be Shabbat asur mishum the the hamir. You're gonna say Shabbat is more hamur. Therefore, we're not gonna let you empty out everything. About Yom Tov, they kill Shapir Dami, but Yom Tov is more lenient. Maybe we're gonna allow it. We allow, allow you to empty out everything. Or maybe Hatam, the equal between Bet Midrash by Shabbat. Over there, there was Orchim, there's Bet Midrash, we need space. And therefore, Amart, over there, you said you can't do more than four or five. Hachadeleka, between Bet Midrash, over here, you don't have a between Bet Midrash or Orchim. All the more so, you shouldn't be able to do everything. So we still don't have an answer. So again, here's another question. Over here, we learned. You're allowed to lower the fruits through the roof on Yom Tov. That roof. From one roof to the other. Look, we're not going to let you do extra work on Yom Tov in a case of uh, loss. And again, we learned also. You're allowed to carry from one roof to the other. Even if uh, there's a flat service and uh, it's all connected on, on the top. And the question over there is, Hatamai. What's the reason we can't move the fruits from one house to the other? Meaning, the Safek is as follows. de Asur. Over here, it's Asur. Mishum Yom Tov de Kiel. Yom Tov is lenient. People are going to disgrace it. Aval Shabbat Hamira. Lo velo Maybe Shabbat is more strict. People are not going to disgrace it. Shapir Damedin. It's okay. Odilma. Or maybe Mahachadika. I've said Perot. Over here. If you leave it on the roof, the, the fruit's going to get lost. Amartlo, and still you can't carry from one roof to the other. Hatam delek, I've said, perot, over there when there is no loss of fruit. Look, all sheken, all the more so that you can't move from one roof to the other. So here's another question. Hachatanya, over here, we learned in the Braita, in the case where there's no chimney on the roof, rather, there's just uh, windows and things on the side of the house. Lo yishal shelem behevel behalonot. You're not allowed to lower it with a rope into the windows because that's a little bit of a big Torah and you can't lower them through ladders so the question is what's the story over there over there would be to go through the windows 
Or maybe Hacha de Ika have said Perot over here there's a loss of fruits, Amart law, and still no. You now go through the window. Hatam de Leka have said Perot Lokoshekan on Shabbat, where there's no loss of fruits, all the more so it should be Asur. And the Gemara ends off Teko, meaning we don't know the answer to all the questions we just asked. Them. The three on this page and the one from last Amud. Next, we learned the Mishnah Perot, if there's a leak, we're allowed to cover the fruits, so this way they don't get ruined by the leak. And Amar Ola, even if you have just bricks set up to make a building, meaning they're not cemented, they're just sitting over there, you're allowed to cover them with a keli, so this way they don't get ruined. Dafka perot that you're allowed to eat, then you're allowed to carry for them. However, bricks you can't carry for them because you're not allowed to touch them on Shabbat. Vazdar reasoning the Amar and keli nital hanital b'Shabbat. You're not allowed to carry a keli unless it's for something that you're allowed to carry on Shabbat. Meaning you're allowed to you uh, carry a bowl to cover a fruit, but you can't do it to cover bricks. And tenan. Mechasin et perot bekelim, we let it cover perot fruits with uh, with kelim, perot in avirad libne. It sounds dafka fruit, but not uh, bricks. I think my answer is now, who adin dafil avirad libne, you even allow to carry a vessel for bricks. Since the Resha was talking about fruits, lowering fruits, therefore the Sefa also talked about covering fruits. But it's the same thing for bricks. Tanan. We learned in the Mishnah, The same idea would be for jugs of wine and oil. And it sounds like Tafka things that you're allowed to use. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to use a vessel for something that is not allowed to be used. The command says, no, we're talking about these uh, jugs of wine and oil are tevel. You're not allowed to touch them because you're not allowed to drink them. And it's mukze. And still, you're allowed to cover them. And the Gemara proves it. It makes sense because if you want to say, you were talking about things that are mutar to drink. Hatana leresha perot. Already in the beginning of the Mishnah, it said perot. Perot means things that you're allowed to eat. So obviously we're talking about tevel. The Gemara says no. Kadei yain v'chadeshem and it's richal. Maybe jugs of oil, jugs of wine. You need why? So kada tachmin. I would have thought they have said merube hasheshu. Maybe if it's a lot of money, you can lose so many fruits. Okay, then you're allowed to lower. You're allowed to cover. However, they've said Maybe if it's just a little bit of oil, a little bit of wine, we're not uh, so worried, and therefore we're not going to give you the heter to cover it. Kamash that even if you're just losing a little bit of money, you're also allowed to cover. So the Gemara tries to bring a proof to Ula from the Sefer. It says Tana Notnin Keli Tahata Delif Beshabat. You're allowed to put a let's say a bucket under a leak, and either, even though Muktzes falling into it, you won't be able to touch it. You're still allowed to. But the Gemara says, no, maybe we're talking about Bedelef Ra'ui, we're talking about a leak that's co- where the water is coming through the roof, and the water is clean water, and you could give it an animal to drink, and it's not Muktzeh. So Tashema, here we're trying to bring a different proof. You're allowed to put a mat over bricks on Shabbat so they don't get ruined. And you're understanding, even though the bricks are Muktzeh, you're still allowed to cover them. Gemara says no. Maybe the Aitur maybe we're talking about bricks that were left over from building. The Hazelim is You could sit on them. You could do something else with them, uh, but they're meant for something, and therefore they're not muktzeh. 
So here's another proof. You're allowed to put a mat over stones on Shabbat so they don't get ruined, even though they're mukze. Maybe they're not mukze. Maybe we're talking about pointy stones. People use them to clean in the, themselves in the bathroom. They're not mukze. So Tashema, Porsin Machzet al Gabe Kaver Tevorim Be Shabbat. We're allowed to cover a beehive with a mat on Shabbat. Bahamam Pinehamath, so it won't get hit by the sun. Ubageshamim Pinegeshamim won't get hit by the rain. Ubilvachiloid Kaven Litsudam, as long as your thinking is not to trap them. So now the bees are Mukze, you're allowed to cover them, you're allowed to carry for something that is Mukze. The Gemara says, no. Hatam. Nami, you could also say over there by the beehive, the Ika Devash, maybe there is honey over there and honey is allowed to eat and it's not Mukze. However, that's great. That works in the sun. The Ika Devash, there is honey. However, in the winter, what are you going to say? No, they're giving you the heter to cover because there's always two honeycombs in that beehive that the bees eat from, so that's not mukzeh. However, the Gemara says, Those two halot are mukzeh. Those two honeycombs are mukzeh because they're meant for the bees, not us. The person of Shabbat was thinking of eating those two honeycombs and they're not mukzeh. But still, let's say you didn't uh, think about eating them. What would be the halacha? Asur? If that's the case, if you're saying the Braita, the reason is uh, as long as you don't have in your mind to trap them, the Mishnah should be talking about uh, the actual covering and say, when are you allowed to cover them? When you thought about uh, eating those two honeycombs, if you weren't thinking about those honeycombs, Asur. So why did you just say that? Why did you have to go through the whole reason about trapping? So the Gemara explains. Even though you thought about eating those two honeycombs, still, there's one more variable. You have to make sure that your mindset is not that uh, you're going to trap the bees, rather you're just trying to save them from the rain. So the Gemara says, Who do you want to say our Mishnah is like? I like that holds of Mukze. And according to Rabbi Shimon, you know, we all know that uh, there is no Mukze, and therefore you would be allowed to carry it anyways. So you want to say it's Rabbi Uda? Ema Sefa, then look at the Sefa. As long as you don't have Kavanah to trap. Yeah, but that's Atan uh, Rabbi Shimon. That goes according to Rabbi Shimon. Something that you have no intent for is Mutar. According to Rabbi Uda, would be Asur. And the problem is the first part would be Rabbi Uda, the second part would be Rabbi Shimon. And the Gemara says, wait a second, Vitis Beradi Rabbi Shimon? What makes you say that the second part is Rabbi Shimon? They both say that Modere Rabbi Shimon if something that's, is, that Melacha is going to automatically happen, like playing with the chicken's head, you're going to automatically take it off. It's, it's, even he would agree that that's Asur. So maybe in this type of case where the trapping will automatically happen, maybe Rabbi Shimon will also agree that it's Asur. So the says, Le'olam kula Rabbi Huda. The, the whole thing is Rabbi Huda and he holds Mukseh. The reason it's Mutar is because there's a window and therefore when you're covering it from the sun or from the rain, they, they could technically leave through the window so they're not really fully trapped. Velotema le Rabbi Huda, Ubilvachiloid Kaven Latsud.
And when talking about the Braita, don't say that according to Rabbi Yehuda, as long as you don't have intent to trap, as long as you don't make it a trap, then there's the holy sort of tzedah. So now, the Gemara has a question. Pshita, well, obviously, if you're going to put a mat over the entire beehive and you trapped it, then of course it should be a sur. What's the Hidush of the Braita? So the Gemara explains, I would have thought the entire concept of tzedah trapping is dafka bemino nitzo dafka if it's something that usually gets trapped. Birds get trapped, animals get trapped, uh, then it would be asur. However, shelo bemino nitzo, if it's something that never gets trapped, who traps bees? Bees are not uh, trappable. They're all over the place. Maybe it would be mutar. You're allowed to trap them on Shabbat. Maybe there's no isur in it. Kamash malan, that there is an isur. Now, Rav Ashi is going to go back to what we said in the beginning, that you're covering the beehive for the honey. And you said, oh, but if we're talking about uh, the covering for the beehive, for the honey, then what are you going to do in the winter? So Ravashi would tell you, Ravashi Amar, Mikatane, Bimot Hamam, Bimot Gashamim. Does it say in the winter and the summer? No, it says Bahamam, Pinehama. If, if it's uh, very sunny, you want to cover it for shade. Or if it's raining, then you're trying to protect it from rain. Meaning it has nothing to do with uh, uh, summer or winter. Rather, we're talking about the spring season, Nisan, or the fall season, Tishrei. There's both sun and uh, rain. And uh, and there's also honey over there that you need to protect, and therefore you're allowed to cover it on Shabbat. Now let's go back to the Mishnah. If you're allowed to put a vessel, let's say a bucket under a leak, so this way it doesn't destroy the house by Shabbat. Tana. If the the bucket was filled with water, you're allowed to throw it outside or throw whatever you have to throw it, and you could just put it back and anonym now. You don't even have to stop, you don't have to worry about anything. And the Gemara tells us a story, the millstones of Abaye, there was a leak on them and they were made of mud and they were melting and the Rabbi came to Rabbi, what should I do? And Amad and Rabbi told them, go bring your bed over there where the stones are. Now it's going to be disgusting in front of your bed and a bucket full of disgusting stuff you're allowed to throw out on Shabbat and then throw and then move the stones somewhere else where there's no leak. So now, Abaye had a question. Are you allowed to make a bucket disgusting? Meaning, are you allowed to make uh, put yourself in a situation where something is disgusting? So this way you can move things out? In the meantime, the stones completely collapsed. I deserve that. Because I went against Rabbi, my rabbi. Meaning I should have followed the halacha, I shouldn't have asked too many questions. And again, about this bucket of re'i of tzo'ah, a bucket of re'i, or the bucket where we the, the urine is in, you're allowed to take it out to the garbage, even though it's still out of kavod, we're allowed you to send it out. You first have to put, and when you're bringing it back into the house, you put some water over there, and now it becomes mutal to carry out of the, uh, the water and you bring it back home. Now, in the Bet Midrash, Savur Mineh Geraf Shel Ra'i 
Agav manain that you're allowed to carry this garaf shari'i because the keli is mutar, meaning the re'i itself is asur, but the keli is mutar. And therefore, agav manain, bifne atzmo, lo, by itself, no. The Gemara says, no. Tashema, tehu achbarta deshtakah be isparmeke de ravashe. There was this mouse that was found in the besamim of ravashe. And Amar dehu ravashe, and ravashe told them, nakta betsutsita vepakua, take it by the tail and throw it out. So you see, you're allowed to carry something disgusting, as is by itself. So you don't have to carry it agav akeli, you can just carry it itself. Now, the next Mishnah is going to be dealing with general rules, so let's give an introduction. Really, whatever is mutar from the Torah to do, and Hachamim said it was Asur, is called Shevut. So simply, Shevut equals Isur de Rabbanan. There's three types of Isur de Shevut. Uh, number one is something that has nothing to do with a mitzvah, and Hachamim said it's Asur. That's a Shevut Gamur. Number two is if there's some sort of mitzvah involved in it, it's called, and Hachim said it's Asur, it's called Reshut. And the third one is if there's a mitzvah to do, and still Hachamim said it's Asur. So on that note, the Mishnah says, Kol alav, any Shavut that is Asur, whether it's Mishum Shavut, it's a complete Shavut, which has no mitzvah, whether it's Mishum Reshut, partial mitzvah, or it's Mishum Mitzvah, and still Hachim said it's Asur. In all these cases, whatever is Asur on the Shabbat, Hayabin Allah Yom Tov. You're not allowed to do on Yom Tov either. Ve'eluhen, for example, Ve'eluhen Mishum Shavut, what is a complete Isur uh, de Rabbanan? Number one, Lo'alin Ba'ilan. You're not allowed to go onto a tree on Shabbat or Yom Tov, or even from Erev Yom Tov or Erev Shabbat. You're not allowed to ride any animal on Shabbat Yom Tov. You're not allowed to swim in the water. No clapping. No clapping your hand on your thigh. And there is no dancing. Now, and the following, there is some sort of mitzvah still. You're not a judge. No weddings. And the following are, even though there is a mitzvah, Hakim said it's Asur, we cannot donate something by saying it's a Hekdesh to the Beit HaMikdash, for example, and a person can't donate his worth to the Beit HaMikdash by saying, my whatever I'm worth is going to go to the Beit HaMikdash. It goes to the Beit Kabbait. Lo maharimin. We don't do harim to the Beit Hamikdash. Ve lo magbihin terumah maaser. You don't do terumot maasrot on Shabbat Yom Tov. And kol elu beYom Tov. Nemru. Everything was said on Yom Tov. Kal vachomer beShabbat. All the more so on Shabbat. And en ben Yom Tov leShabbat. What's the difference between Shabbat and Yom Tov? Ela ochel nefesh bilvad. Only things that have to do with food that's allowed on Yom Tov, not allowed on Shabbat. And the Gemara starts slowly. Lo olin ba'ilan. We don't go on a tree. Why simply because you might come to break off a branch or something and that's going to be kotzer and we don't ride an animal because because you might not see where that uh, where the boundaries are and you might leave that home and we're understanding that uh, like Rabbi Akiva holds in Masechet Eruvin Dafayin Tet Ela 
Read the Gemara says that can't be. You have to say zemora because while you're going on the donkey's back, you you'll be higher and you might break off a branch from a tree. Okay, that's the reason. Next, veloshatin alpenemaim no swimming on water gezera shemeyase havichel shayatin because you might come to make a flotation device, and that teaches you how to swim. That's the reason you have to swim in Shabbat. Velo metabchin, velo mesabkin, no clapping, hand to hand, hand to, to, to thigh, velo menakdin, no dancing. Again, all because gezera shemeyet, I can't clear because you might fix the musical instrument. Next, Elu Mishu, Elu and Mishu Mishu. The following are Reshut, which is the partial mitzvah isur de Rabbanans. So, number one is Lodanim, not judging. The Gemara says, Veha mitzvah kavid. What are you talking about? It's only partial. It's a mitzvah to judge uh, in general, right? We know this already. It's a Shvatem Tzedek. The Gemara says, Lodzicha de Ika de Adif Mine. Amishnah is talking about there's a bigger tzaddik in the city, there's a bigger dayan, and therefore there's no obligation on you to do this. Let's go to the other dayan. Okay, next, velo mekadshin. We don't do kiddushin on Shabbat, no, uh, the first part of the marriage ceremony. And the Gemara says, why is it a reshut? Veha mitzvah kavid. It's a mitzvah to get married. The Gemara answers, lo tzricha. No, we do need to say that. Why? Because the reason it's called reshut is because the it le ishabanim. Our Mishnah is talking about a situation where a person already has a wife, has children, so he already did, fulfilled his mitzvah. It is only the, optional, and we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.